Live the good life unless. I'm Melissa Goodwin, and this is Frugal and Thriving. Welcome to Episode 2 of the Frugal and Thriving Podcast. Before I get started, I've referenced a few books in this episode, and I'll link to all books in the show notes. But as always, I encourage you to check them out at your local library. In this week's episode, I want to take a big picture look at the idea of a frugal and thriving life. When trying to live more frugally, we often head straight for the tactics and life habits that save money, tactics like reducing the power bill or stretching the grocery budget. Money-saving tactics are great, especially in the short term. They are easy to implement when money is short and life is busy. But at the risk of sounding idealistic, Frugality is more than just money-saving tactics. Frugality and her sisters Simple Living and Green Living are, I believe, essential for a happy, prosperous life for every person, without destroying this beautiful and amazing planet we live on. This is why frugal and thriving is not the contradiction it might at first seem. Thriving isn't about having a lot of stuff and a lot of money. It's about living a happy, healthy, purpose-filled life. Philosophers throughout the ages have come back to this idea time and time again, from the ancient Stoics and Aristotle and Buddha to Benjamin Franklin to contemporary writers like Julia Shaw and proponents of the simplicity and the minimalist movements. Many of our greatest thinkers throughout the ages agree that a non-materialistic life leads to the good life. There are a heap of frugal tactics on the blog, and we'll look at them in later episodes. But in this episode, I'm going to explore something that I think is at the heart of living the good life. If material wealth isn't what it means to thrive, then what is? In this episode, I argue it's living a value-driven life. life starts and ends with our values. What are values? Values are the principles and standards of behaviour we hold as important. Our values define the sort of person we are, or want to become. They are fundamental beliefs that shape our self-identity, and they guide our decisions and our actions. Values are like our internal compass that guides us through life, and it's worth taking time every now and then to reassess our personal magnetic north. Are we heading in the right direction? To know this, we need to know what our values are. How do you know what your values are? Most of our values are passed down to us by our families, community and culture. And you probably already have a good idea of what your values are. But if you're not sure, here are a few questions to ask. What do you want to stand for? And what principles do you want to live by? What personal qualities and character strengths do you want to cultivate? And if you're not sure, then ask yourself, who do you admire and want to emulate? And what is it about them that you admire? What would you want people to say about you at your funeral? What things are you most proud of and why? And what things make you angry and why? So those are some questions to think about. Another option is to read a list of values and see which ones you feel strongly about. I'll share a list in the show notes if you want to check it out. 
Frugality, by the way, isn't just about saving money. It is a value or one possible value. And obviously it's a value that I feel is important. Being conscious of your values and letting them guide you can be a deeply rewarding way to live. And I believe is fundamental to living the good life because the good life isn't just about what you get out of life. It's about what you give. It's about being good and doing good. And this in turn helps us to feel good. This is the power of living according to your values. As a side note, feeling good about doing good probably means that we've evolved to be community minded. The book Social by Matthew D. Lieberman actually makes this argument. So if you're interested in looking further into the idea that humans have evolved to participate in community life and the science that supports that idea, check out the book Social by Matthew D. Lieberman. Living a value-focused life benefits both yourself and your community as long as you balance your values with what Aristotle refers to as practical wisdom, which is about being able to discern the right way to act. Values are important. Practical wisdom, which is another book, provides the balance to not apply them blindly and unwittingly hurt someone else in the process. Doing the right thing the right way is a skill that takes a lifetime to hone. I'll come back to values in a minute, but I want to talk about something closely related to values and the good life, and that is goal setting. If values are our compass, then goals are our destination, or at least they're the stops along the road to our final destination. Knowing what values are important to you helps you make good decisions about the goals you want to pursue. A misalignment between your values and your goals can mean either you don't achieve the goals you set out to or it can create inner conflict because you're working against your values and this can lead to unhappiness. To thrive, your goals and your values need to align. I read a great book last year by Russ Harris called The Confidence Gap and there are a lot of gold nuggets in this book about goals and values. In his book, Harris reminds us that while achieving a goal might take time, you can live according to your values every day. Goals can take a long time coming and the satisfaction from reaching them is short-lived thanks to something called hedonic adaptation. That's where we tend to return to a set level of happiness despite life's ups and downs. The high from reaching your goals is great, but it doesn't last. But Living every day according to your values enriches your life and the lives of those around you every single day. This builds confidence, which is what Harris's book was all about, but it also nourishes our soul. This is what it means to live the good life. Harris describes the difference between being just goal-oriented and being also value-oriented in the story of the two mountain climbers, which I'll paraphrase. Imagine two mountain climbers. The first is very goal-oriented. He's focused on reaching the top of the mountain in the shortest amount of time. He rarely stops to rest, and when he does, he's restless to get going again. There's little joy in the climb. The sole focus is getting to the top. When he does reach the top, he's exhilarated. He reached his goal, and it feels awesome. But now it's time to focus on the next goal, which is to get back down the mountain. The second climber is also driven to reach the top of the mountain, but he's also interested in the process. 
He values nature, and so he takes time to appreciate the beauty of his surrounds. He values developing his skills and exercising his body and the thrill of adventure. As he climbs the mountain, he savours every moment, the strain in his calf muscles, the sound of the birds, the way the light moves across the valley below. When he reaches the top, he is also exhilarated. He also gets the thrill of achieving his goal. But between the two, who do you think got the most out of the adventure? Both of these climbers have the same goal, to reach the top of the mountain. The second climber, however, is also values-focused. Life isn't just about the goal, it's also about the journey. It's about how he achieves his goal. And his values were at the forefront of his mind as he strived to reach his goal. Now in terms of frugal living, being value-oriented is what stops us from being miserly cheapskates. Frugality, miser, cheapskate, these aren't just words that mean the same thing. Living according to your values is the key difference between being frugal and being cheap. Because frugality balances environmental concerns like waste and social concerns like sweatshops with saving money. Goals and values dancing together. That's not to say that we won't have to make compromises. We all have to make compromises. And perfectionism is unhealthy. Sometimes the budget is just too tight to stick to our values. Other times you might compromise savings in order to act on your values. That's life. We all have to balance reality with ideals. The good news is there are lots of ways we can act on our values each and every day that don't have anything to do with spending money. Which brings us to the next point. Values can be a little abstract and broad. How do we know if we're living according to our values. Benjamin Franklin was a prolific journal writer, but he didn't just write about the day-to-day minutiae, he also used his journal to help him live by his values. In his journal, he wrote down 13 virtues or values that he wanted to live by and then he deliberately and consistently evaluated his daily conduct against these virtues to see how he measured up. You can find a list of his virtues and what they mean to him in the show notes, but briefly they include temperance, silence, order, resolution, frugality, industry, sincerity, justice, moderation, cleanliness, tranquility, chastity and humility. At the beginning of each day, he would ask himself in his journal, what good shall I do this day? And at the end of the day, he would pull out his journal again and ask, what good have I done this day? Then he would look over his list of virtues and place a dot against each one he thought he violated. Now, Franklin was far from perfectly virtuous. He was, after all, instrumental in enshrining slavery in the American Constitution. He wrote this of himself. I never arrived at the perfection I had been so ambitious of obtaining, but fell far short of it. Yet I was, by the endeavour, a better and happier man than I otherwise should have been if I had not attempted it. There are many dots in his journal. But by being honest about his failings, it helped him to approve upon them. 
He later became president of the Society for the Abolition of Slavery and actively spoke out against it to try and stop what he had helped put in motion. The problem with evaluating whether we are living by our values is that they are abstract. How can you measure whether you acted virtuously? If justice is one of your values, as it was for Franklin, how do you know if you acted justly? The answer is to write down, as Franklin did, along with values, guiding principles that allow you to evaluate your actions. For example, if one of your values is frugality, your guiding principles might include composting all food scraps, meal planning to avoid food waste, stopping and thinking before spending money and asking yourself whether you can go without, borrow or buy secondhand. Guiding principles take abstract ideas like justice and frugality and they make them actionable and easy to measure. If, like Franklin, I can take stock at the end of the day and say, yes, I did those things or no, I didn't do those things, then I can say I acted on my values. And long after we've achieved our goals or not, it will be the way we acted and whether we lived by our values that will be our most important legacy. I want to finish this episode with one of my favourite quotes from Hugh McKay in his book appropriately named The Good Life. The greatest monument to any of our lives will not be in the stone, but in our living legacy, the influence we have had on other people at every point of connection with the human family. You don't have to be rich to leave a positive legacy. You don't have to be intelligent, famous, powerful, or even particularly well organised, let alone happy. You need only to treat people with kindness, compassion and respect, knowing they will have been enriched by their encounters with you. Here's to living a frugal and thriving life. Thanks for listening to the Frugal and Thriving podcast. Stay up to date with the latest episodes by subscribing in your favourite podcast app.